Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The scenario is called Cadenza. It was written by Matthew Sanderson, and it is from the World War Cthulhu Cold War Covert Actions. Uh, Matthew Sanderson is also our game master, and this is episode three. Our recap will be given by me as my character, Dr. Rafe Longshot. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Report on our current mission to Section 46. As per your instructions, we are attempting to secure the criminal Virchenusen, aka Everin Cartel. We have so far been unsuccessful. However, we have learned that she is working for a Mr. Aiden Dickman, who owns an art gallery in Limassol. We were hoping that we could lure her into the open, but as we learned from Kiriosilias Marinos, the owner of a small cantina, she had left town on business earlier that morning. We are still hopeful to detain her at some point and find out what she is doing, especially how she relates to Mr. Snow. Concerning the number station, I have a few theories based on the physics of acoustic resonance. The SIS agents were rather brash in listening to the signal as it was transmitted. I warned our own agent, Victor Young, not to listen. SIS Carl Holden described a loud dissonant cacophony in place of the usual melody. I am guessing that it must have produced an electromagnetic effect that somehow disrupted power. I'm finding it difficult not to give away my true purpose here. The Uzun cartel problem is better handled by the roughs. Still, I did my part, putting myself at possible risk. I want to get a hold of that transmission tape and get uh, Young to go over the broadcasting station with a fine-tooth comb. If our enemies have found a way to knock out our airplanes, especially the ones carrying nuclear weapons, we need to find a way to stop it. Our current top suspect in planting such a weapon is Sergeant Emma Howland, but it's far too soon to draw any conclusions. We are planning, once the Uzun woman is apprehended, that we will continue on the premise of uncovering a deeper plot to investigate the numbers transmission. I will make another report in a few days when I know more. Things are seriously heating up. Dr. Longshaw out. All right. Thank you very much, Tom. So as we left it, you are indeed heading over to the Dickman Gallery, which is about a five, 10 minute drive away from where you are currently at the Marina Bar and Cafe. So just to recap, then you've sent the family, you sent them back with uh, Palmer to the airbase, but then you're, uh, you are remaining uh, to go to the art gallery by yourselves, and he will then potentially meet you there later. That's correct? I hope it's not just potential. I mean, we've got the Land Rover, but mm -hmm. it would be good to have the officer return intact. Gotcha. How bad is the uh, current level of street fighting it's not too bad down by the uh, down by the sea because you are very much on the kind of the edge of the waterfront here um you hear stuff happening off in the mainland parts of the uh, the city 
Um, particularly if you're listening over even like news radio or even the like local broadcasts, um, you'll catch references to apparently something is going down near the uh, near the stadium. So that's oh. that's an area where you probably don't want to be going in near anytime soon. Um, but other than that, the area where you are and also the area where the gallery is situated doesn't seem to be a hot zone at the moment. You seem to be quite uh, spared from the, the main frontline fighting. It's a good point. Uh, if uh, Since your Greek is better than mine, perhaps uh, you should listen to the radio. It's, it shouldn't take us very long. It was about a mile away. But it would be good to, you know, if the local reporting is accurate, be helpful perhaps to know to avoid trouble spots. You are see, muttering to yourself. I can see the professor's mouth moving. I tend to do that. Uh, yeah. No, of course, I'll, I'll listen. Um, of course, usually by the time it's on the radio, it's already begun. So. You've got to avoid any situation that looks like it might turn dangerous. So uh, you Brits make your cars bulletproof? Well, Land Rover is, uh, you know, thicker than some things. You you see that flag up front? That's the please don't shoot me flag. If that uh, goes away, we're in trouble. Yeah, if you want to shoot bullet- the flag. If you want a real bulletproof car, go to Eastern Europe. Those things are built like tanks. Yeah. Which uh, does raise a good point. We probably shouldn't park in front of the gallery. Does Do any of you have... Uh, I know, Gursky, you've got good surveillance techniques. I mm. We probably want to give a check around to see what kind of cameras or anything that he's got around this building. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, doesn't it seem a little odd that it's an art gallery? I mean, would anything less be a front for criminal activity than something as simple as, or something as inane as an art gallery? I'm not sure I follow at all. It's a place where people pay large sums of money for things of arbitrary value and crates are moved in and out without much inspection. Seems rather uh, ideal. Perhaps. Antiques dealers, you know, import, export, import. Those are the sorts of people who um, seems quite fitting. Although I wouldn't imagine a place like this produces a great deal of fine art to move. So, but again, it's a matter of taste. Or I'm guessing they might be moving something other than art. But, well, that's uh, rather what we expect, yes. And all we need is, you know, if... Mr. Snow is a collector of objet d'art, and we and he agrees that this particular sculpture is worth you know forty thousand pounds, and it's a cheap plaster object with thirty eight thousand pounds worth of drugs inside it. It's pretty efficient, I would say. Yeah. Uh, it might mean that the place is uh, well surveilled and. Um, that has a decent security system. So that's something to be mindful of as well. Who's going to drive the Land Rover to the spot? I'll drive. You do also, we're still not sure what his cartel 
uh, or Uzan, whatever her name is. Uh, we're not quite sure why she got pulled away. So we don't even know she might be there. She might be off from there, but it's a start. All right, so uh, our dear professor gets behind the wheel and then uh, yep, starts heading to the gallery. Thankfully, it's a, a fairly nice, not straight journey here, but it's going round. You can't miss it. Basically, you're going round the uh, round the seafront. And say so after about five or ten minutes, you do indeed come to this nice little area. Um, it's got a row of what seem to be mostly businesses on the right-hand side, to say the inland side. On the seaward front, you've got a nice, fairly, uh, fairly good picturesque beach. It's nice and landscaped. Uh, but you've also got a series of jetties and piers that go out a fair distance into the, into the water as well. The kind of thing where you might see sightseers going out where there's uh, a couple of those poles with uh, attached glasses or... Um, telescopes on the end that you can get to then to look out to see or swivel around and view the uh, view the area so very very picturesque area quite quite upper class there's a degree of money that you're you're sensing here and the main common denominator denominator is there is no one around this place is pretty deserted uh, there's not even cars parked on the side of the road it feels like a ghost town if it weren't for the occasional da -da 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 of uh, gunfire off in the distance the occasional and a pile of smoke rising into the air. You can find the gallery and you can park up either as close to or as far away as you wish. Um, you think for even a cautious approach, you think maybe two or three buildings back would be plenty enough distance for you to get out and have a look at the place without being caught on cameras or anything else in the nearby area. So it's completely up to you. Where do you want me to park? Uh, further back. We... Like I said, the flag that says don't shoot us also, you know, it's pretty obvious. Yeah. I I'm wondering, do we there's... see any any other vehicles near the gallery? There might well, not be there is there. nothing out. There is nothing out on the street. Um, you can give me an idea roll, though. 62 is... Uh, yeah, barely passed. Okay, sounds like uh, Young got a uh, a good hit on a twenty. So, yeah, the two of you think, yeah, looking out the front, there is no sign at all that there's any kind of heavy vehicle or anything that would be able to pull up here. But this is a gallery. If they are delivering, or if they are having things like statues uh, on display here, there must be some kind of loading dock here. Yeah, um, this isn't just the stuff that people carry through the front door, so there might be somewhere around the back. Yeah. Do we want to pull around back see if there's a loading bay? Uh, also, how are the front? How's the front? Is it shuttered up with uh, metal grates? <laughs> no, nothing like uh, nothing so grand as that. You can see there is a glass front. Mm -hmm. You can see through it into the uh, the front of the gallery, and the front has a series of. If you imagine it as being a rectangle that you're looking onto the short edge first, you don't really see that for far back because there's a series of staggered walls that come out a little bit that way, and then a little bit that way, and then another one behind that, and then another one behind that. So it blocks uh, your view deep into the into the gallery itself. But you can see on the first on the shop the. Uh, 
the outward facing wall, a series of relatively high class prints, but nothing that would be considered valuable for uh, for art connoisseurs. You think that stuff is probably going to be nearer the back. Um, yeah. Yeah. Is this building uh, right up next to the one next to it, or is there an alleyway, or is that uh, like are, a separate street below behind it? There are alleyways on both sides. Okay. So this is so I will pull into building. I will pull not so far away that it's a trip to you back to the car, but maybe one block over. Mm-hmm. So that once we clear this block on foot, we'll we'll be in view of the building. And I'll park. I don't see anything around. Uh, so I'll just park here and say, all right, gentlemen. Or do we uh, want to park what? behind the building where the loading bay might be? There's well, no we way that we want to do that without looking for cameras first. Okay. Yeah. So I'm I'm still part in any case, I'm parking one building over and but still towards the back, if you want to go towards the back. Um, and now you we can... can uh, the... oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, what what are our plans, gentlemen? Are we just going to walk up? Are we going to... Well, I think we want to ascertain surveillance. We want to gain entry, and we want to get back to the base as quickly as possible. I don't think that uh, either Dickman or... Ruzin is waiting for us. They probably fled like most people, unless they've got a fantastic bunker down there, in which case we'd like to know about that. Agreed? Uh, yes, I have no problem walking around the perimeter of the building looking for cameras. Uh, it would be nice if we had some spray paint for those cameras, but I'm not sure that's uh, anything we might have prepared for. I think by the time you see the camera, they've seen us, so... Right. Well, we can always find a, a little stick of some kind and just point the camera up. It's a uh, yeah. tried and true technique. Yeah, it's about re- reducing total exposure more than preventing could any. You, if if you found the um, power source, could you shut them off, Victor? Most certainly. If we're lucky, maybe they're the kind that do this and you just avoid Walking in front when it's is this action. building powered by overhead power or underground? With so overheads like telephone poles. Gotcha. Yeah, from what you can see here, because there is no immediate sign of those poles, it must be underground. Okay, so that's a lot harder. Uh, I'd have to find a transformer block. So a question for uh, the more talkative of the group: Are you intending to make a deal? With Dickman in exchange for Kartal, is the gut is your government? I mean, is our government, Carl? You might recall. Are we willing to make a deal for her? Because otherwise, I don't see a way that this doesn't end with some violence of us trying to get her. I mean, if if she's there, of course. If yeah, she's there. if they're inside and and. Uh, the bunker isn't impregnable. Uh, there might be a question of negotiation. Uh, and frankly, as much as I'd like to get this mission objective resolved, I'm really rather more concerned about getting back in time to stop that repetition. So if we can say, we know she's fled the city and 
maybe indicate to uh, overhead that the, that part of our uh, job is finished. That's that's a success for me, at least in the short term. Very well. I might also suggest, though I really shouldn't as a doctor, that uh, it's uh, certainly possible to shoot somebody and walk away. And in this situation, nobody is going to pay any attention to it. Yes, I think we want her alive. Preferably, I was referring right? to Mr. Dickman. That's also possible. All right, well, I'm going to go, take a walk around the perimeter, look for a transformer potentially, as well as any security cameras. Okay, you start heading for a walk. Uh, give me your choice of either tradecraft or spot hidden. Tradecraft. Uh, 20 on the dot, so that's hard. Okay, right. You start doing the perimeter walk around the building. Uh, you see numerous signs uh, basically advertising there or advertising the fact, not advertising a company, but advertising the fact that this building is protected by burglar alarms, a top class security, that the whole place is bugged to hell and back. And you are pretty sure that every single one of them is a lie. You cannot see a single bit of uh, surveillance here at all. They've put these signs up as a deterrent hoping that people will take them at face value. There is no security cameras here at all. all. Right. So I'll relay that information. And was I able to find any transformer, uh, aka a potential vulnerability for just shutting down the power? Uh, you would if you if you start cycling out a little bit further or circling out a little bit further, rather. Um, you would find one probably about half a mile further uh, further out. Okay. So kind of down the end of the down the end of the row. Of, All right. So uh, it just powers downtown. the street. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, then I'll just walk uh, back to the car and just relay the information that hey, this is this is clear. Well done. So do we want to pop the power and then just go in? Why pop the power? We don't need to. There's, there's no system. That is worse that's bad um i mean we can go in don't get me wrong i think we have to but the fact that they're so confident that they don't need surveillance they i probably don't just have the money to spend on it the organized crime family maybe perhaps uh uh stan keep your gun in your hand uh i don't know about the rest of you but i'm what i'm I worried about shooting first and asking questions later is if they have a backup generator but also fair. It does rather give things away also to shut the power off. If they have True. the sort of if they have an actual bunker, then they'll have a backup generator. So we'll just be saying uh we're spooks and we're outside. It's right. just be crooks. I mean, there should be looting somewhere after all. There's rockets right. and small arms fire. And I didn't see any cars. So no one's going to escape into a car out the back door, which is nice. You find a loading bay, definitely no vehicles. Okay. Um, although, 
you can give me a track roll actually track roll or drive auto to maybe get a little bit more information about maybe what's happened behind there recently wow oh five out of 20 so that is a hard right uh, oh no that's almost, a nice yeah that's, that's hard. almost an extreme but close yeah um you're fairly sure that there was uh, there's some signs of some fairly heavy rubber work being done around there recently um, you think a a large truck pulled up here probably within within the last few hours mm, so they were probably extracting something with this truck Holy heart yeah mm. might be a we might be a little too late however it's still worth checking it out to see if they left anything behind let's let's dance around inside and and uh, if it's yeah. If it's empty, we can also see if it's possible to follow this heavy truck for any distance. Although, oh, what with what's going on, I imagine. At the very least, we might be able to find something with uh, Miss Uzun's uh, contact information on it. All right. Well, who's going in first then? Who's good at opening doors? I I can't open them, but I'll go in afterwards. Um, I'm I'm decent. I, I can give a shot. There are a few options actually, um, particularly as Victor did a, uh, a circuit around the building. You've got you've got three options that you can uh, that you'll be able to identify. Uh, the first one, for those of you that are feeling particularly brave, you could actually jump from either of the side buildings onto the roof of this building and go down from the top. So maybe if there's a skylight there, which is probably a fairly good assumption that that's one way in. Um, there's also the front door, if you really want to be ballsy about it, because it's a, it looks like a fairly standard lock in a glass door, not exactly going to be much of a challenge. Or you could use the roll up around the back to go in through the loading bay, either using locksmith, or if you just want to be uh, true and uh, percussive about this, um, brute force and ignorance, you could try and smash your way through. Um, I say we try to, I mean, I'd like to try to, uh, pick the uh, door to the loading dock in the back. Yeah. Why not split up? Why not have people on the skylights watching down while others going through the back? Uh, Knock yourself out. I haven't had a cigarette in an age. I, 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 I'd rather think that we should all stay together, uh, so we can all get mowed down by machine gun fire? You don't think they could shoot you off the roof in a much easier fashion? Because you'd be a much easier target to see. Well, they'd shoot two Um, of us. I'm just, (laughs) what are we going to do when he opens up the door? Aren't we all going in to look around? You're right, but that is also a different angle that we can hold and cover. But I, I I will defer to... Gerald over here. I, I will go with Stan. Were you going to try and open the door? Yes, I, I figure we go you. in the back. Yeah, I'll I'll be going with Stan as well. Uh, young, uh, I thought you were only good at technical things, but if it makes you feel better to be on the roof with what you have in that toolbox, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm staying. I'm watching the car. You can't see the building from the car. Then I will. Pull up in maybe 10 minutes. Nobody I... needs to watch the car. 
<laughs> the bravery of being out of range. All right, we'll try this door. Hey, that's a 40 out of 50, so it's a regular success. Okay, so just you go up with your lock picks, get them into the lock, and pop opens up without any problem. All right. um, you can then pull the roller up and go straight inside. Uh, the first thing you'll notice is that there's definitely signs of stuff coming through here pretty regularly. So there's uh, there's kind of oil and grease marks on the floor. Uh, there's the occasional footprint. There's a the smell of oil back here. No one around at all. Yeah, I'm going. I assume that there's a few steps up to a ground level where the gallery is, and then perhaps other steps up if there's a second floor. Uh, from the outs, from the outside, you can see there are three floors above yeah. ground anyway. Yeah, I'm going. I'm, you know, I'm making a beeline for Dickman's office. Probably upstairs. Presumably upstairs. I I'm going to take a few. There. I'm going to take a few steps into the gallery itself and look around and see if have they cleared out all the paintings, all of the art. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so you go into through the ground floor and into the the back part of the gallery, the the upper class bit. Um, give me an if you've got an uh, art craft skill. Give me a, give me a roll. Or an appraise roll as well would also be good. Minimum. <gasps> I got an O one. Hey. Right. Um, in which case, you are pretty sure that this actually looks like a legitimate operation. This isn't mm. full of fake art. This is actually some decent, really high quality stuff. This isn't like a, a front organization here that, well, it, it might be in some of the ways, but definitely as an art gallery, no, this is 100% down the line legit. This guy has really high class pieces that are fetching legitimately high prices. Um, yeah, the whole thing reeks like a completely legit op. You're, you're quite surprised in that respect. You were thinking that you're going to walk in and find it's just like art prints and and maybe child's finger painting and kind of passing it as off as modern art. But no, actually, shit, there's some really good sculptures here. There's some really decent paintings. And yeah, this this is actually a really, really good place. And most of the is still here. That's nice. damn odd. Um, with just since I got a one, is there any of the art that I recognize? Any that I might suspect is stolen from a a famous art gallery? Like, is that the Mercury from... <laughs> <laughs> Not out the front, um, but I will let that O one ride for something maybe later. Okay. Um, if you're looking, if you're looking for stolen stuff, it's not on the public public display. Okay. Jeez. Uh, actually, I will give you one uh, one thing with your O one. Um, particularly, there's a there's a very large number of crates out the back that you pass to get through here. Uh, wooden crates where you would normally expect not to carry uh, paintings, but carry large, heavy pieces of maybe like sculpture. And it seems like a lot of these crates arrived in the last couple of days. They're still very fresh. A lot of them are still closed. But it looks like there are still a number of these crates missing. So he's had a whole massive delivery of these things, taken almost all of them away, but not quite all of them. And he's got the leftovers that have been left behind. So he may be coming back for them. Uh, are there is there any uh, bill of lading or anything tacked to them, or do they say Africa or <laughs> Japan? 
Um, again, with an O one. Uh, there, you do actually find there is a note saying Hamburg. Hamburg. Hmm, that's interesting. All right. I'm starting to think that this there's nothing connected here, so I'll I'll start heading up the stairs after they they've already gone up. Gotcha. So Holbrook is going upstairs, just checking where everyone else is. Uh, what's Young doing? I am tapping my fingers against the wheel. I'm humming the Hemium Rhapsody in the car. There must Are be something you? about Galileo Galileo. <laughs> yep. <laughs> right. I guess and- I'm searching any room that hasn't been searched yet, both just making sure that it's clear and just seeing if we there anything we haven't spot like anything of note. Okay. So you're probably downstairs to begin with with uh the doctor. Doing that, doing that round, that that will get you done fairly quickly because there's not many rooms on the ground floor. Okay, and then you're probably then heading up with the others. Sure. And what about Morrison? Uh, Morrison is backing up Holbrook. Uh, just he needs a gun by him. Okay, so in which case, besides uh, Freddie Mercury wannabe, uh, the rest of you are all heading upstairs. Did we? Uh, this might uh, slightly be retroactive. Did we notice any? obvious like uh symbology that would denote that this is an organized crime sort of place not to hit uh, this very much seems odd that they would leave anything here without any guard no it, it, there is something about this place that is odd as you say there should be some kind of protection on this but there's nothing um, maybe it has its own reputation, but there's nothing like gangland tags out the back that says hit this place and die. Um, yeah, I mean, it might just be pure reputation on a street level that's got the place kind of earmarked as somewhere that you do not screw with. But no, nothing, nothing immediately obvious. He's all right. Morrison is really wishing he had a bigger gun right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. The, the three of you head upstairs. So you get to the, the middle of the three floors. Right. Um, this very much seems to be the office section. So you've got a handful of offices. There's probably about four small ones and then two larger ones. Um, the larger ones do have names on the uh, on the front doors of them. Uh, one for Uzen and the other one for Dickman. So they do seem to be the two most prominent figures in the running of the the running of the gallery so holbrook said you're looking for dickman's office pretty much first of all was it mm-hmm. okay uh you you find it give me a spot hidden roll they took trucks or something out of here uh oh i just made that regular only oh, okay uh, regular's fine then. Uh, you speak Turkish, don't you? I do have. Yes, I do. Right, That's pretty good um, actually. You find uh, in Dickman's office. Uh, there's lots of paperwork in here. Everything is fairly ordered. The man is. You don't think he's kind of OCD level of organized, but he's definitely someone that likes order, likes, um, likes being able to find everything. And so going through a couple of uh, couple of drawers where he's filed some stuff away, you find a letter or a series of uh, series of letters, their correspondence, uh, postmarked to Hamburg, uh, to one, I'm probably going to butcher the name here, 
uh, Mikkel van uh, Regen, uh, a Dutch art dealer. And mm. going, through, uh, going through various of the correspondence, kind of going from front to back and then back again. It sounds like this, uh, this Dutch art dealer is arranging for the purchase of a series of 13th century frescoes. And there's a date in there mentioned that apparently delivery will be, uh, will be happening on the 21st of July in Hamburg, the day after tomorrow. Uh, uh, 13th century frescoes, is there a point of origin indicated? Uh, not in his office. You can't see anything that's admittedly in here that's pointing towards what this would be. Oh, that's not... That makes no sense at all. Um, first of all, you know, frescoes being paintings into plaster upon walls are not things that one generally moves around very readily. 13th century also, where are they coming from? That that's that's bad. And it also if the delivery date is near and that's an impossible thing to be brokering the suggestion that that's what the recent rubber is about is substantial i'm coming up behind them and i'm saying did you say ham uh hamburg yeah shipping shipping walls of stone and plaster to hamburg day after tomorrow there is a rather there are a number of rather large boxes downstairs marked for Hamburg. Um who are from? I don't know. I think that I thought they were from, but perhaps they're two. Two. They're going and, to and uh uh you're correct. I mean, if they were going to transport frescoes, they would literally have to section the wall and ship it in pieces and then do a restoration when it arrives but uh those crates are big enough that they could hold rather large slabs of uh right so he might be a very yeah. reputable art dealer in some respects but it's almost certainly a crime to be shipping whatever these things are without Probably. approval because well, frescoes like, uh, 13th century frescoes are not bought and sold like postage stamps well the good news also for our work though is those can't be easy to get out of the country right now if they're big and heavy and that's probably where uzan is uh well uh why does one of you continue looking in this office because i feel a little blindsided we should also look at uzan's office it's interesting that the bartender knows her real name and she's got a public office here when she's running around with a pseudonym. That's, I'll tell you craft. that I've looked downstairs. There's quite a lot of art down there still in the gallery and it's legitimate art. It's It looks like some old, quite old pieces and some newer pieces, but uh, I didn't recognize anything, but it's definitely not cheap. And they craft. had a... a $28 padlock on the gate of the loading dock and not real cameras and no armed guards during a city under siege with priceless 13th century artifacts. This is not mm -hmm. a situation what, that um, makes any rational sense. I, 
Perhaps not, but it's 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 surprising me that we've not encountered more resistance. Um, mm -hmm. They've just left the building here. Their stuff is in their offices. And of course, the possibility is that both Dickman and Uzin were out of town for another. No, it's not possible because they need to ship these things. Post they could be coming back. Maybe we should stake the place out. They'll they'll be back tomorrow and. We didn't have we to capture them right there. If we didn't have another broadcast of something going out in about an hour, if we're lucky. Um, let's let's look through the other office first, and then um, I suggest we get the fuck out of here because everything we're hearing is ticking the "we will die to something" button. Yeah. At this right. point, Kursk yeah. has gone around the other offices on this floor. Yeah. There is no one here. There is nothing hidden. There is nothing booby-trapped. It is literally just an, a yeah. mundane series of offices on this floor. There is a door which goes up to the third floor. Uh, that door, however, does have a, uh, a fairly hefty fire door and security lock on it. Hmm. Maybe the so vault. Maybe that's where they keep the most valuable stuff. So we need the key or like a, a key card? Oh no, it's it's a key. It's not a key card. Yeah. It's not that sufficient. Check in the desk. Maybe he keeps the, the key in his desk. Uh, there's nothing in uh, Dickman's desk. No. Hmm. Just check then. Uh, how's Freddie Mercury doing out there? Oh, I'm uh, I'm just keeping watch. And after ten minutes has passed, I'm probably going to pull the car up. Okay, so you you probably looped through. Uh, at least Bohemian Rhapsody one. Uh, <laughs> probably. Uh, I've switched to American Pie at this point. Oh, so Indiegogo might be a good yeah. a good choice there, but. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I guess, Gursky, does this look like something you can actually get us into quickly, or no? Uh is this something that we could try to break into, or no? Oh, you you can try. It just might take a little bit of time getting in. Yeah. Um. I mean, it'll it might take me some time, but I, I can do it if you guys keep me covered. Um. That sounds good. He's kind of thinking. Uh, we saw, did we see a way? We knew we could jump onto the roof. Mm -hmm. There might be an entrance from above that probably wouldn't be as heavily locked. Well, we didn't know there was a skylight on the roof. We just knew there were buildings nearby that one could attain the roof from. There's usually an entrance, but Okay. Also, there's let's, nothing. Let's see how it we goes. don't need to keep you covered, Gursky, because there's literally no one and nothing here that we have been able to locate so far, except for extremely valuable pieces of art. Um, did you see anything? Other offices, Gursky, the plain ones. There's like, you know, assistant to so and so and a secretary, that sort of thing. Uh, I believe so. Yeah. What did I? Is that is that how it was laid out? I was answering a, a PM there. What was the question again? Uh, the the smaller offices. It's like executive secretary and assistant to so and so, and you know, there's there's assistant, there's procurement, there's basically like a more customer facing role as well. They are normal mundane. Uh, jobs. There's nothing there that's really striking you as being suspicious in the smaller ones. Um, you can give me, especially if someone's having a look around Uzen's office, you can give me a spot hidden roll in there. 
remember too that we need to put everything back the way that it was otherwise they're going to know that we've broken in uh i'm going to spend since it's only two points i'm going to spend them to make that a hard success okay right, with that then the first uh, overall glance you give here is that Uzen is the direct opposite end of the spectrum from uh, from Dickman. She is a mess. Uh, everything in here is hickledy-pickledy. It's all over the place. But cutting through that, uh, maybe it's not a facade, maybe she's just a messy woman, that you do find a drawer with a fake bottom, a hidden compartment, oh. of which inside that, um, Whereas it hasn't been put back properly, so you see that some of this stuff is lurched off at an angle, hence you're able to find the, the panel that opens it up. Um, there's a few things in there which uh, spark some interest. There's a series of uh, paperwork that indicates... Um, it's not a transaction. That's definitely that's one thing that you find is very odd that's missing. But it looks like details of a charter uh, for a flight... Um, which it's again it's all in turkish uh the charter of a canada air cl215 which doesn't ring any bells at least to you off the top of your head unless you want to give me a, a, a give me an education role and make it pretty good your uh, your raf pilot might know what type of plane that is uh 26 is a hard but not an extreme Okay, no, hard's good. Um, you kind of again, filter back through your memory and thinking, where have I heard this before? Yeah, the, the CL-25 is an amphibious aircraft. Uh, so it can land on water. And it's also used pri primarily as a firefighting aircraft. So this thing carries large volumes of water, which it then uh, basically flies over forest fires, dumps the water, goes back and fills up, comes back and dumps more water over it. So the main thing is that it is designed to be ca to carry very heavy loads, specifically in this case, vol big volumes of water, but doesn't mean that they can't be converted to carry other large cargo. And the paperwork you've got here just says that there is going to be a pickup uh, at 10 a.m. on the 20th of July, so tomorrow morning, for two passengers and cargo, in inverted oh. commas. Right, well, that explains how we get things all the, the, the way. Other, the mm -hmm. other thing that you find amongst the paper, uh, besides the paperwork, is a uh, very small folder that looks like it contains photos, like uh, back in the old days when you didn't have a digital phone, and, uh, the photographs developed. Yeah, there is a series of photos of what looks to be an old church is the best way to put it, unless you want to give me an education role to give uh, your target here is extreme because this is particularly obscure. Wow, rats. That's... Man, which, how much luck would that be? It would be 50 points for me, which is beyond the candy. I think. I thought we were going to find lots of more sexy Polaroids. I'll spend uh, five luck. Because my, my education is 85, so I, I'll spend five to make it a 17. Okay. Right. In which case, um, maybe this is somewhere that you've read about or maybe somewhere that you've come across in a very obscure briefing. But you know this part of the world, at least partially, and mm. you've seen photos of this place. Uh, this is... Da, 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 
It's a small medieval Greek Orthodox church, um, Byzantine architecture, so definitely fits mm -hmm. with the 13th century. It is the church of Saints, I'm probably going to butcher the pronunciation again, Euphemios in Lysi, which is about 45 miles to the northeast of Limassol. And the lovely pictures that you've got in here detail uh, this fresco in the ceiling of the dome interior of the church that depict Christ. Um, again, another word I couldn't. Uh, That's the one. Yeah, someone else did that to me when I tried. I got the pan bit, and then I think it was Thomas when I ran this for the while back. Just said, "Oh, that one." <laughs> and what was that? What was the church's name up there? Uh, it's oh. Saint Euphemios, uh, E U P H E M I A N O S in Lysi, L Y S I. Ephemius, maybe. And, and what's the uh, what's the pose he's doing uh, for those that are less uh, classically inclined? <laughs> Not a plane. <laughs> Um, it depicts uh, Christ in heaven, I believe, on the on the throne. Yeah. There's, mm -hmm. uh, it's a very artistic representation of Christ in heaven. There's lots of clouds, angels, and angels and the like. It is a true work of art. I mean, this this thing is beautiful, and given that it is a third a true thirteenth century fresco, and it is in such good condition, this is priceless. Is it possible? Uh, that that church had been vandalized so recently and the word had not gotten out? You can give me an int roll. There's a lot of a lot of confusion. Things are going on. Yeah, but that might the be local. the exact reason why. Uh, yeah. Um, Holbrook, when did uh, when did they charter that flight? Hmm. It's for tomorrow. That's chartered from this company on date. What keeper? Yeah. Uh, the date when the or the paperwork went through to finalise the charter was yesterday, and there's nothing implying a price. You're you're getting the impression this is a no questions asked kind of maybe slightly off books transaction. They know that something dodgy is going down. I wonder if that's what she wanted Musgrave for. Well, what about the nukes though? She may not care about the nukes. Well, she was asking about them, though, wasn't she? That's, that's what she. Odd. That's what she was pitching. But if she's planning to leave, I mean, we don't know who the two passengers are. If she and Dickman are planning to leave in the, at ten a.m., they were more concerned about this. And are they? Do we need to get in the car and try to stop them from destroying this church before? Uh, did uh, Wraith, did you pass your int roll? Oh. I succeeded. Okay. Just regular, though. Well, kind of what the doctor said kind of kind of almost gave you the result anyway. But there is a lot of confusion at the minute because you've got an imminent invasion about to happen. If you wanted to go in and, let's say, steal the roof off a church that is fairly close to an active uh, war zone where the Turkish forces are going to land, now is your time to do it. And all the uh, all the paperwork you've got here implies that this has been very hastily arranged. They're using the cover of the invasion to go and basically steal the roof off a church. How could they possibly do that? It's... 
the easy way, cut it into small pieces and take, uh, take them all piece by piece in those crates that you found downstairs. But the roof is probably cement or uh, maybe wood, but wood would have rotted, I imagine. It's probably it's, cement. It is cement. That's a uh, that's a great question that uh, we can ask them after we've caught them near the plane, I think, because we need a I don't really care about this fresco. Uh, I know it's I'm sure it's very pretty, but uh, we are supposed to be catching the woman that's trying to get on a plane out of the country. We do have that responsibility. We're also trying to stop other agents from suiciding because of a mysterious signal they're being given that's you know um and it doesn't seem to me as though that ancient fresco is unrelated to the mysterious signal that's it it, it's a commonality of arcane nature uh well it's it's money they're going to they're now that I look, think about that, what's downstairs? There, there are thieves. They're they're yeah, stealing it's, art. It's pretty hard to move a church dome on the market. I mean, they have a buyer for that already. They might be interested in money, but they're interested in other things as well. Keep in mind not, who sent us here. I'm not so sure that they're intelligent either, because seems to me that the second they start trying to remove that dome, the whole thing will come crashing down on top of them. They already have the dome. The dome has been lifted. It's in the crates, right? Were the crates full? Oh, so they're not they're not going there to get that. That's what's in the crates? Well, I, I think they're on their way. That was under my impression, That's yes, why they left in a hurry. Are the crates full? Did you lift them? Some of them... The ones downstairs are all empty. They've in fact they've never been used. It seems like, as I said, they got a they got an arrival of all these empty crates to use. A whole bunch of those empty crates have then been taken away. In fact, there are let me just have a look. Thirty eight individual crates. Do you think mm. that are missing? Because if they if they had fifty turn up, there's still twelve left. I mean, Holbrook, I think your point is solid though. Of at this point, we can at the very least intercept, if we get back to the base, have them intercept this airplane. If it's just going to Hamburg, we can stop it, right? We we literally have the military with no. us. We can, we can manage this, I'm sure. That doesn't necessarily mean we've caught Uzan, though. No, in fact, the problem is also that the military is concerned about using their aircraft to get the nukes out of there, which is another reason that this is excellent cover for a more arcane endeavor. Uh, I'm. Uh, where is uh, flight CL215 to depart from? It's supposed to land out by the one of those jetties out the front. So the idea is it will swoop down at 10 o'clock in the morning, land on the water, they then deposit their cargo via the jetty onto the plane with their two passengers, and then they will take off. Uh, given that that particular plane has a range of about 1,300 miles, that could potentially get them as far as the west coast of Italy. So they could be heading quite away from here. 
So we have the option of um, hunkering down until 10 a.m., maybe acquiring as much firepower as we can in the meantime, possibly with assistance from the base, and preventing that escape, or chasing them to the site of the intended theft. You said it was 40 miles north of here? 45 miles northeast, which given that you are effectively walking into an active war zone, that's probably a very dangerous and very risky idea. Which, however, they are pursuing. Yes, uh, these are all beautiful plans. I love every one of them. Has anyone heard anything from Young? Is he on a wire? Has he been picked I up? Him, I, third, I think I heard the car pull up outside. With the uh, the mysterious sounds of some time-traveling music uh, coming, yep. from, coming from downstairs. Uh, all right. Uh, before we... Uh, because we have a difficult... It's not a dilemma, but because that's only two horns. We have about six horns. Before we resolve this conundrum, do we want to see what's upstairs? And I'll lay any of you even odds that there's a ritual space there. Because these people have declared themselves more interested in power beyond the norm Hmm. Um, I'm going to try to get in, in that case. I'll I'll take that bet, because I have the feeling that these people are just art thieves. And this might not be related to our mission at all, except that we have to capture her and take her in for interrogation. Um, All right. Gursky can give me a locksmith roll. Is Young coming in, or are you waiting out with the vehicle? Can I get an all clear? There's nothing out there. Yeah, there's nothing out here. You're uh, you're not being watched. There's no disturbance. You are completely alone. Yeah, I'm coming. That's a sixty-one. Uh, I'll I'll spend the eleven. So I'm I'm down to fifty luck, but that's a success. Okay, just a regular success means it's going to just take a little while to yep. to open this up. You're you're probably picking away at it for a good 15, 20 minutes, mm-hmm. but again, you are not disturbed, so you just spend more time here. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, by the time by the time that you're doing that, you can see your clock. Oh, the various clocks in here in the offices mm-hmm. all the hands are all starting to angle very close to four o'clock so your uh, your next broadcast is imminent let's you've observe got, you've got radio so if you want to uh if you want to listen in, you certainly can <laughs> yes uh long shot it's 500 pounds that's what i'm betting they've got a ritual center and i'll uh see if i can get it on a radio in here it was all right last time. Hmm. Yeah, uh, you 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 can tune in. I would recommend standing a distance away from anything metal as this goes. Just a or glass. Just a suggestion. Yes, maybe not a speaker near the edge of the roof. Yeah, I'll sit in a comfortable chair uh, next to a wardrobe or something. Okay, you get prepped and suitably paranoid. Uh, you park you park yourself down, you tune the radio in, maybe turn the sound a little bit down as it was very, very loud when uh, when you last heard it. And again, the sound of the Lincolnshire poacher chime, uh, chimes up. 
the first few bars start to repeat and to uh, to confirm that pattern again let me uh, get this up you have the first second third and fourth block of numbers are said normally where the fifth block should be there is then a loud burst of music but the loud burst isn't as loud as it was when you heard it coming in on the plane it seems it's it's loud definitely but it's nowhere near the kind of ear blasting uh, sound that you heard last time even only by being a good half an hour 40 minutes away from away from the base it shouldn't make that much difference in terms no. of in terms of the sound is but it still theremin still this it's exactly the same broadcast the exact same theremin piece played played before but it just seems like someone's turned the dial down that it's just nowhere near as intense as it was when you were right on top of it and, and it does there is yeah. i don't feel any effects Yep, I was about to say, there is no external effect here. Nothing goes haywire. The power doesn't cut out. Um, there's nothing that sparks off uh, off the telephone or the or lampshade in here. The lights don't go crazy. Yeah, everything seems normal, even looking out of the window. There's no sign of anything crazy happening in the nearby area anywhere in Limassol. All right. Uh, so I turn the radio off and I lean out and everyone's got their ears covered. I'm like, it seems as though they're... Uh, Fine-tuning it. Uh, it's, it's different. It's quieter this time. I think that... Uh, I don't think that the signal station is empty. I think there's someone in there at work, despite the fact that it's supposed to be untenanted. That's, that's interesting. It was, you said, quite a bit louder when we were on the airbase... Yeah, the, the first time we heard that uh, theremin, that left a ringing for a good 20 minutes. What if proximity has something to do with it? What if it was not the actual signal, the number signal that was causing the effect, but rather something transmitting from elsewhere on the base that overrode the signal onto our, on the airplane? Mm, yeah, we but it's a right radio transceiver it. that I picked up, up with, so it's on the spectrum. Are you it's suggesting it's the real itself? That's no. My suspicion is it? that there is somebody inside there. That it's possible even that. Um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Howland was it? Uh, should yep. be Emma Howland. Yeah, that she had nothing to do with left, the recording right. that someone else has gotten in despite the fact that the base thinks there are sentries. After all, the base doesn't know there's an old man carrying a cello case, was it? A disappearing old man. Yeah, so I think somebody has reappeared inside the station and is trying to manipulate the signal. What Fine. will be interesting is if we get back to the station and find that they did have a, an effect there, then we will know that it has something to do with, with proximity to whatever's transmitting it. It certainly is still a risk, even if they're fine-tuning it, that they can send all the planes out of the sky when they're loaded with the missiles, so True. warheads. Uh, uh, Gursky, have we gotten upstairs yet? Yep. About a couple of seconds later, there's a click, and Gursky gives you the thumbs up. We're in. Bravo. 
So who's heading upstairs to the uh, suspected ritual site? Right. So Gerald and Morrison, you're going up first. And, and, and I'll, I'll I'm, go after. I'm going up because I want to see my money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you uh, you all head on up then and you'll very tentatively get to, uh, first of all, the, the, the stairs lead up to an interior balcony, as it were, with a couple of doors leading off it. Uh, there's a skylight immediately above you, which then looks down yeah. into here. And then the two uh, complexes beyond, the, they, these two rectangular, I'd say complexes, because it's not one room. There's like a room and then there's another set of rooms off the back end of it. Mm -hmm. um, also have a skylight in the interior that look down upon them and illuminate what is quite blatantly 500 pounds going from Carlbrook to uh, to Holbrook to uh, Longshore. These are bedrooms. These are basically the apartments <laughs> of two people up here. Uh, there is nothing that implies any ritual activity whatsoever. There's basically a very large uh, bed in each one. Uh, the one with that you think is very much the more feminine room has uh, silk sheets and is in complete disarray. Um, you can see that there's uh, the wardrobes have been flung open. Clothes are still some of them are still hanging in the uh, hanging in the uh, wardrobe itself. Others have been thrust onto open suitcases in an attempt to look like someone has been packing very, very quickly and very hurriedly, but didn't finish in time. Um, you can give me some spot hidden rolls if you want to get some more information about the place or psychology. Um, I'd buy either of those. Oh, I'll yeah. buy dinner. Well, yes. Okay. Thank you, Longshot. Ah, I rolled a seven. So that's what I paid my pounds for. I rolled a 98. I'm looking at my money. <laughs> you had a regular psychology. <laughs> I got a regular spot notes. hidden. <laughs> They're all there, Longshot. Heaven's sakes. <laughs> Right. Uh, yeah, the main thing that you're getting here is that there's, uh, apart from that one or two, those two suitcases on the bed, there is nothing here that's, uh, there's no identification, there's no passports. Um, there's a safe which you find in the back end of what seems to be Dickman's apartment. Um, it's empty. Uh, looks like it would have been used primarily, think, to baby store large quantities of money. But there's nothing. There's nothing in there now. It's not like there's uh, cases full of what used to be diamonds, or the cases of me discarded. The diamonds are put in someone's pocket. Uh, but you do notice and the kind of the clincher on this is that besides the couple of suitcases that weren't picked up in um, in Uzen's room, there is also some fairly expensive jewelry which she's got left on the um, left on dresser. Mm. It all implies that she wasn't too worried back. about picking. Exactly. She wasn't too worried about picking it up because she knew she'd come back for it. She didn't have time to pick it up as an essential, but just went, you know what? That's not essential. I can come back for it later. Right. But they take anything like identifying papers, probably several passports and so on. Yes. Um, what what gets out is uh, absolutely the minimum because they, the crates are downstairs. They're all wrapped, all packaged up. Um well, uh, again, Longshaw, good work. Uh, sorry, Jerski, uh, that we wasted a bit of your time. Now sorry. we're back to the previous conundrum. Do we try to head them off going into a war zone? Do we wait for them here, or do we let them did, carry did on? Did you say she left the jewelry here? The jewelry like is still here. Like she intends to come back? Yeah. They're crazy. They're they've got a shipment, shipment in the morning. We need to be then here. I, and yeah. 
catch him. I, I tend to got skylights right here. Yeah. Well, I I mean at that point we might as well just sit in the closet and surprise them. Um well, I am well, we very, I'm crates. very concerned about uh how many people they have working with them because I don't know about the five of us, but trying to dismantle a roof with five probably won't happen. Um they might have work people that work for them, but that I don't think they would be explain in on it. a lot of why maybe they don't have as much security here. I liked your closet idea. You know, somebody could stay right up here and uh, do the uh, James Bond thing, cross your legs, sit there with a gun, and when she walks in the door, say, why, hello, Miss uh, Uzun. Yes, I mean, I think we have some human and also occult reason to try to prevent them from dismantling this church dome. I think they're just stealing the art. I think they're, they might be doing it right now, yeah. like as we speak, because that's going to take some time, and then to transport it back here, all in one go. Transport all the pieces. In fact, it must be more than one heavy truck. So we're right. looking for a convoy? Yeah. 38 chunks of ancient plaster. Yeah. That's where they the, must uh, also have a considerable armed guard with them since they're going into and out of a war zone right. with all of that. So it's basically this is a military scale exercise. So now, do we go does... back and try to convince the people on the base who are worried about getting their nukes out under orders that it's important to prevent this art theft? Well, hold on a second. If they have a convoy or something to bring all this artwork back to this art gallery, do you think they might be flying a Union Jack so they're not fired upon? It it uh, it's quite a risk because it raises the question of whether the blackmail was entirely a ruse. But why would she want to get the his attention if she were? I mean, if they have access to. Would convincing looking please Uh, i was just going to say musgrave uh does have some control over the aircraft right that i mean it's a ballsy move but could she been preparing to load these ceilings onto a military aircraft to take out and why would she charter the plane then no, I'm saying uh, her plans would have to have changed because she just scheduled this uh, firefighting aircraft. Oh, that is true. Right? Like, maybe there, but I agree that the nukes is a whole other thing. Um, it does occur to me as we talk about staying in the closet and then we bring up the convoy situation. That does seem a bit like waiting for everyone to show up and surround you and then capturing her here the extraction becomes an issue seems a little messy it seems very deadly for us specifically only well i mean yeah there's a risk i I think only if you're imagining that the work people that they hired are henchmen which most likely they're probably not they're just people they hired to move something 
And if we pull out our guns, they're going to run for the hills. I agree that the people who are dismantling the dome are probably doing it for a significant immediate cash infusion, which is why his safe is empty. But I suspect, again, if they're going into and out of a combat zone, they have some armed component that isn't the two of them, that they must be paying very well since they're really planning to fly out as two. You know, it seems such a risk. If Put yourself in their shoes. If you were intending to steal a work of art, especially something as large as the dome on a church, and you're expecting to do it somehow covertly? I mean, there would be people who would see you unless you did it, you know, in the middle of the night. And you'd have trucks to move it and all of that. If you got caught, what would you say? If the authorities grabbed you, you could be saying something like, we're preserving... Oh, you mentioned the British. The British, they're they're preserving a work of art that's irreplaceable and that the war might destroy it. And... Yes, the Elgin marbles are only safe in London. The Greeks will simply allow them to be tarnished. Yeah. Uh, yes, the, the, the matter, though, that I return to is that this is extremely expensive, inefficient, and dangerous extraction. It's not about a collector who wants this 13th century dome. It's a section 46 response that we need to consider. Could this we use, 13th century dome means something. Could we use the military police? Just say, can we grab these people when they come here because they're suspected terrorists or criminals and you know that a lot of the MPs on the um, on the base are at the minute charged with basically doing perimeter work because of the the ultra high security they've got there. Worried about the locals trying to basically like storm the base to get on there, going, "Hey, we're now on safe ground," um, and also the fact that there's been problems on the base with what they think are suspected sabotage, trying to get people away from there. Not impossible, but going to be pretty tough. What if we just grab them? When they get here, regardless of who's here, just grab Dickman and uh, Uzen, shuffle them in a car, and take them with us at gunpoint. Well, again, I doubt that anybody will come to their rescue. The question is how they're bringing back all of the pieces of the dome, more than one vehicle, and how they're going into and out of a war zone, presumably at least four bodyguards with automatic weapons. I mean, that's rather a minimum. And, I mean, again, we don't really... I hate to have to keep mentioning this. I sound callous, but I don't care about the roof, and I don't really care about Dickman. Uh, that's not the point. The problem is, I mean, even if we grab her, it's the same. Exactly, uh, Holbrook is right, is who who's protecting her how do we get her away i mean we could grab her in the room do we take her through the skylight do we just take her to the roof and throw her off i mean it's that solves the uh the problem but i again do believe we want her alive we have weapons why 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 do we need to do any of that grab her and take her out the door and into the car and off we go before they even 
realize what what we've done. I don't think they're going to all have machine guns. or I mean, if they do have machine guns, then we'll call it off or whatever. But I don't think Mr. Dickman and Ms. Uzin are carrying at least 38 chunks of a concrete dome that's 800 years old out of a van by themselves. No, I, I don't either. A, a, well, that, then we have a team of people, you see, and they are probably some of them armed. They're going into the war zone. They're not going in dressed as, you know, daycare workers and just saying, don't mind us. And we are dealing with a, an organization. That's why we can't simply grab her, I think. Not to mention the fact that we don't expect her here until eight or nine in the morning. Perhaps. I mean, I don't know. Again, a, a few... What if we waylaid them on the way here? We're putting ourselves in the war zone, but it is it we might increase the chance of surprising them. If we can disable vehicles, then we can disorder their ability to respond. But also you'd need to know the exact route they'd be coming. That's here. true. Because the last thing um, is stick out road A, I'm, and then they come in by road B. I, I feel as if I'm I'm maybe causing more confusion and interference than I should. I am a doctor. You guys are the uh, the clever ones as far as uh, the bad guys go. Well, not my area of expertise, certainly. That's the uh, the the other reason I'm quite concerned about uh, even one person with a gun. Um, uh, just kind of looking around the group. I don't know that that's our expertise. Young and I were talking about sabotaging the dock. Uh, something about explosives, but uh, I'm not quite sure uh, if that would suffice for catching her. If she's in the water, pulling her out amongst the various others might be difficult. Well, uh, here's a consideration. What if we return to the base uh, and we... Tell Musgrove and 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 Palmer, uh, we uh, we have this. We know when the one of the terrorists is going to leave uh, from this location at this time in the morning, and then he can arrange his response to that because, after all, he's the one being blackmailed. And then we let him think about that and his nukes, and then we go to the number station and find out whether there's a couple of fellows with a string quartet setting up in there who are manipulating Section 46 Asians into suicide and crashing planes. And Musgrave can say, get back out there and catch her. And we can say, yes, sir, or no, sir, or what have you. But it is his problem. I mean, it's his career on the line. And if we can't stop them from destroying the dome, which it seems we are ill-prepared to do, then this, we get on with our business. Sorry. At this point, in that kind of small pause, uh, you do hear a, a vehicle pulling up outside. Well, diamond blast. Hide. I, uh, what a vehicle? A single vehicle. 
Does it sound heavy and diesel? Nope. Excellent. Well, if we do the, it's, uh, it's the classic, go up to the window and kind of take a gander oh. out. Yeah, it's, it's Palmer. Yeah, it's he came Palmer. back. You you do indeed see uh, a Land Rover, familiar Land Rover down there with indeed the Union flag at the front and a man in a cap uh, dressed still in the same uniform you saw him last time get out and light up uh, light up a cigarette. What are we oh. going to tell him? Uh, I think, well, I, does anyone object to going back to the base and turning this over to Musgrave? Yeah, we can be honest. I, with. I, I like that idea, yeah. It gets us a, a little bit farther away from a war zone, which seems appealing to me. <laughs> My only complaint is that Kartal's just running around, but I think your point is well made that we can focus on the other problem. We know where she's coming back to. And we can take some of her jewelry, which will piss her off. Fair enough. No, she'll know that we've been here. We don't want her, when she walks in the building, to know that anybody's been here. All right. Um, and will she tell that we broke our way in through the loading bay lock? Well, I'm just going to try and make that look like they accidentally left it unlocked and don't remember. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, a pick oh, lock could be closed. Yeah, I mean, Gers Gersky got a regular, uh, got a decent success. It's not like he pushed ah. a, a failed roll. So you can easily, it doesn't look like anyone has broken in here as yet. All right. So uh, we can leave the place intact. Yes, except for some paperwork, we can leave the place intact. I'd like to get mm -hmm. at least one of the sheets from one of the crates. And of course, we're taking this uh, this flight um, document charter. We, yeah, do we want to just... I, I kind of assume we have little spy cameras. Do we just want to take pictures of those so that we can leave them behind? And then, like you said, Doctor, they don't suspect anything, so they don't uh, rush the flight, as it were. As long as you're, it's a little spy Polaroid because I don't want to have to yeah. process something. I'll pull one I'm, out and but, just start taking pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I want I want Musgrave to see actual proof and not have to take our right. word for anything. Right. And maybe snag one photograph of the church from that folder. Yeah. We'll do. It's 1974. Um, We're civilized. We have. <laughs> Science fiction. Yeah. <laughs> now, Holbrook, I imagine, uh, if I remember right, got a fairly good. Was it seven on your psychology or uh, spot hidden? Oh, spot hidden. There? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You, you think? How does that compare against your psychology? Uh, not unreasonable in that. Um, oh, yeah. That's uh, that's an extreme for that as well. My okay. my psychology is actually better than my spot hidden. <laughs> right. Well. Especially looking around Uzen's apartment up there. Right. Um, the Very organized ladies. Yeah, the fact is that everything's all over the place. Um, everything up there, again, is quite expensive. Things like the luxury jewelry that's left behind. Um, you're thinking this is someone that is very much accustomed to wealth and luxury, that probably her motivation behind this is money uh, to fuel her ongoing lifestyle. So, yeah, you, you're getting a very good indication that she will probably come back here to get the, some, some of the stuff that she didn't, uh, wasn't able to grab the first time around. But, yeah, the, this, this is very much sounding like she is a very much a money-driven person. The, the kind of angle of thinking that maybe there's something esoteric going on here doesn't really gel with the evidence you're finding. Mm. 
But we don't know about Mr. Snow. We haven't seen any reference to him in any of this. Nothing. So they're being, Dickman and, and um, Uzin are being paid very well by Snow for this, uh, so I hypothesize. Uh, Palmer, how are things at the base? Yeah, he um, he comes on up if you uh, kind of gesture for him to uh, to come round the back. Uh, comes in via the uh, via the loading bay. You know, it goes, yeah, that was a bit of a hairy drive over here. Um, some lunatic threw a grenade a grenade out into the street, so I had a mm. little bit of a swerve on the way up. But yeah, it's getting a little bit getting a little bit hotter out there. The base is going a little bit crazy too. Um, I just managed to get out before there was a whole everything again went crazy around four o'clock. Uh huh. Right. We were concerned about that. Uh, Dr. Longshaw, you had a thought as Palmer was coming I was upstairs. just thinking that uh, it's, 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 it, we don't have the time and the resources for it, but I was thinking we, we're, we're after Miss Uzun, but at the same time, we're after whatever's behind her. If we were to bug or put a tracking unit of some sort on her jewelry. She would take it with her, and we would then know where, you know, if she keeps going to visit this Mr. Snow, we could learn a lot about the operation. But like I say, I don't think that we have the time or the resources to do that at this point. I don't know, Young. What do you have on you? Probably take I, I do have a lot of uh, equipment that will allow us to track them. I have a Give transmitter. Give me a signals roll to see what the kind of the capability of the stuff is that you've got here. Sure. Uh, I'll spend some luck to make it a hard seven. Okay. You're, you're fairly sure that, yeah, you've got some stuff that you would, you know, will do the job. How far it will be able to track them is a different matter. Um, you think it would be a matter of miles that you could keep uh, you could keep tabs on for, but assuming that she's getting on a plane, that ain't going to help yeah. as soon as she takes yeah. off. Uh, we we catch her here, or else we lose her. Yeah, that's that's what I kind of figured. That was a nice thought. Uh, uh, so Palmer, the good news is that we have a line on uh, our prime suspect. Uh, when we anticipate that very specifically she plans to leave from this location uh, at uh, 0100 hours tomorrow. Uh, given that you've had another attack on the at the base, was it more electrical stuff? Yeah, I mean, it, it, stuff went all haywire. I even had some lunatic rush out in front of me. I nearly, I nearly ran the poor guy down. So I had that's why I took a little bit of time getting back here because I had to take him to the infirmary. Said he was running away from a snake of all things, but yeah, so I dropped him off there. A snake? Yeah, they, they get onto the base every so often. Like so a big one, or he just said a snake spooked him and he ran out of a, ran out of a tool shed. Hmm. The tool shed. Yeah, it did seem a bit. I don't know. Wait. Something seemed a bit off. Which tool shed? And I described to him the one that we saw the man go into. It's near there, but it's not the same okay. one. Describe the man. Oh, no, well, I can describe him fairly well, actually. Uh, he's someone I know. Um, he gives you a, a name of the individual, which I'm trying to find, is... Uh, 
aircraftman Kenneth Hamilton, um, given that I, I gave him quite a bump uh, with the with the vehicle, but given the way he was holding his arm, I'm pretty certain he broke it. Mm. Um, so yeah, he's he's in the infirmary at the moment. He'll probably be, he'll probably be there for a while while he's getting seen to. I, I I sort of lean close to Stan and I just say, I was wondering if it's your old man, but apparently it's not. <laughs> No, no, no. A guy I know. <laughs> well, that's too bad. Will he be able to play the piano anymore? <laughs> I don't know. Um, Hamilton's not a uh, piano player. No way. He's um, he's not work shy, but he's also not... Uh, he's not the hardest worker uh, that we have on the base either. Uh, how's Frederick coming along? Is he uh, compass mentis? No, as far as I'm aware, he's still, he's still currently unconscious. They're keeping him sedated. Mm -hmm. Well, that's two pieces of infirmary. Uh, so the good news is we can get back to the base and out of the immediate war zone. The bad news is that Musgrave ha might have to send people out to catch uh, this villain in the morning. Okay, he looks uh, quite surprised. Oh, so we're heading back then. I think we're agreed, yes. Yeah, I'm going to leave a bug in the bedroom just so I can listen in to see if she's packing a little earlier. If you've right. got a, if we got a spare an hour. one in a crate. I, yeah. I don't know that they'll use any of these empty crates, but if the bug is cheap. Yes, I'll do so. Yeah, I mean, you got a hard success on your signals roll. I won't make you roll again, um, unless you want to. But no, yeah, thanks. You can get, we'll let it ride. There you go. Um, yeah, you can get one set up in the in the room that will have range to get to the, the airbase from here. So you'll be aware if you have it, admittedly, if you have it constantly plugged in, or you can have something set up to uh, go for like a squeaker when uh, when it starts hearing something, it will alert you that there is some presence at the other end. Yeah, I'll do that. So yeah, you will get a kind of uh, alarm will sound in the event that the bug picks up sound, and then you'll be able to tune in and hear what's hear what's going on. So yeah, Excellent. You plug you plug that in, and that is discreetly hidden. And I imagine at which point you're closing all the doors you found taking photos of everything, putting everything back as in disorganized chaos as you found it, and then heading off with Palmer. Right. You start heading back through the, uh, through the city. Can I have a group luck roll then to uh, represent whether you run into any problems? Uh, uh, 50? 60. 67. Less. 55. Oh, I guess it's me. Give me that roll. Oh, it's a 59, so that's a fail. Oh, no. Because right. I, I, I spent it on the lock earlier. Ah, uh, well, <laughs> that, that lock needed to be opened. It did, it did. <laughs> right, you start heading back the way you came. So you get back round to the Marina Bar Cafe, and then you head on the long Franklin Roosevelt uh, Avenue, taking you back out to the west side of Limassol. And as you are heading that way, there are a series of a convoy of trucks which are pass passing by here. Again, heading roughly, you think, in the direction of the uh, the stadium. Uh, they're all flying uh, uh, They're all flying uh, Cypriot or Greek Cypriot flags. You can see on the back that they, these are all open backs. There are lots of people crammed into the back of these things that seem to be either restrained. It, it almost feels like you're watching cattle being transported along. This is some kind of prisoner convoy. And they're not too bothered about well, the fact they're kind of taking up the whole road as you're coming that way and they're coming head on. 
it's almost like they're not quite deliberately playing chicken, but they're chicken, but they realize they're the bigger vehicle here and they're not going to worry about you, the small little Land Rover, being in their way. Uh, can you give me a drive, uh, drive auto roll to basically make sure you don't crash or uh, get run off the road by these things? Wraith, are you still driving? Oh, I'm sorry. I am. <laughs> I was going to say, that's Gursky <laughs> rapidly going. Please don't let me drive, not me. Uh, I, I, know, hey, I never got behind the wheel. <laughs> it's not my specialty. Uh, I, where is my, I failed. Right. Um, yeah, this, uh, these say, convoy of trucks just keep bowling, uh, barreling down the road. And you quickly swerve the wheel to get, off, to get off the road, bounce off the sidewalk, and then crash into the side of a building or uh, crash into the side of the building, bounce off that, and into another car. Um, everyone can give me a D4, please. I yell profanities out the window at the truck. In Greek. <laughs> Three. Uh, Holbrook, has he got uh, protection of all that wad of padding of money around in his uh, jacket to give him some armor? I lost. I just put my other. I have away. his padding. Oh, well, well, a leather jackets are one, right? Uh, two. I think that's actually a thing in the base rulebook for some reason. Except that you're not wearing leather jackets. You're wearing uh, so oh, that's just true. Oh, that's true. We're wearing. Oh, that's true. And especially on a hot uh, day as this, like a record-breaking temperature, you do not want to be wearing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It seems like maybe Holbrook gets off a little bit easier on two, uh, just two damage. Yeah, yeah, the rest of you are quite beaten up by this, that you are shaking around, got bat- batting heads, uh, being constricted by the uh, the belts in your seats. Yeah, you really are beaten up by this. How did Palmer do? Can anyone see? Yeah, Palmer's also... In fact, yeah, let's uh, have a quick roll for Palmer to see how uh, beaten up he's got. It's him back on the road. Ugh, nice oh, yeah, driving, Palmer. doctor. It's those fucking... Bastards. No, drivers are suck. How's the uh, car? Are we smoking? Uh, the, the car seems still drivable, but you you took a beating. I mean, there's there's kind of dented panels. Uh, one headlight is gone. It's just a, a crumpled mass of uh, metal at the front. The vehicle still drives. It's just you're going to take, it will not limp it back, but it will definitely take a little while to get there. But so you, you are most pro- certainly shaken up. So much for the protection of having a vehicle from the base uh, too much to hope that that stupid ceiling convoy runs into these guys too <laughs> I think they're going in the wrong direction but uh, yeah. I'll uh, see if I can back it up I'm hoping not hooked on hooked on something crunching yeah, you can, it back something. yeah you wheel it back you realize the front is kind of a, a slight angle but you bring it back and you can hear the grinding of tire against the interior of the uh, what's left well. of the, the arch. I yeah, just I had my can... alignment done. Bleeding <laughs> <laughs> from the head. The good news is we're going to a military base, so at least we can we're, we need to talk to some people in the infirmary anyway. Oh, that's a good point. Uh, that's I'm, I'm, I'll continue. You, you drive on back and you get back to the base without any other complications from there on. Um, you do, however, get past or eventually, eventually 
have to drive past a long growing uh, bumper to bumper line of cars which are trying to get into the airbase. Um, these very much seem like civilian cars, kind of like the uh, the VW uh, camper van that you uh, met earlier, where it seems people have piled their possessions into this, into their vehicles, and then made a desperate run to the airbase to kind of throw themselves at the uh, the mercy of the authorities here to say, take us in, we don't want to be caught in a war. Oh, ugly business. Uh, so as, you, as you, you drive past, you can see various looks from drivers and passengers kind of looking longingly at you as you go as you go past them, kind of like begging you to almost to get, climb on your vehicle to get in. Good time to have blood on one's face, at least. <laughs> yep, you, you get up to the gate, at which point the... Uh, the guard there pretty much signs you back in. So he clears your your passes were twenty for for twenty four hours. They're still valid, but so he signs you back in. Very much makes the comment, "Oh, yeah, well, you looks like you're a walking proof of why we shouldn't be going out there at the moment." Yes, I'm afraid things are getting worse pretty quickly. Yeah, it's a nasty, nasty business. Nasty business. Um, do we want? Uh... So some of us go to the infirmary and maybe two of us go to speak to Musgrave. I'm, you know, I just have a, a bit of, you know. Concussion. <laughs> yeah, I'll go to the infirmary. And would you like infirmary. me to speak to? Well, if Fredericks is, is apparently out, but I'm curious about what happened to Kenneth Hamilton, Kenneth Hamilton yeah. who around 1600 ran out of a shed because of a snake you know as as we know the the signal that caused the parent you know, the suicides could have been a response to a terror so maybe there is a phobic element to this we'll be sure to ask around discreetly i gotta get this patched up yeah me too yeah I'm sorry. I did. Did everybody get a three or four except for me? I got a three. Yeah, four. I got a three. So yes. Right. Okay. So as the least injured, I'll just go and talk to Musgrave and see you all soon. So they're dropping you at the uh, the SHQ, and then everyone else is being driven to the infirmary. By the sound of it. Okay. Um, we'll we'll do you at the SHQ first, then, because you you get dropped off first as the uh, the walking wounded, and you can make your way up to the top floor. Um, who who are you going to go see, Musgrave or Knight? Oh, I think Musgrave. Uh, I mean, Knight was pretty clear about things, and Musgrave has a different concern. So, yeah, good call. Right, uh, you find him in his office. So you've got knock on the door and he, he says, come on in, shut the door behind you. And his office is quite functional. There's not the same degree of creature comforts or uh, little blem Flemish uh, flourishes that uh, Knight's office had, like with the big uh, the big mahogany desk. But yeah, he makes sure that there's no one listening in. Says, so uh, well, there's only one of you here. What's uh, what? Uh, we got uh, on the way back to the base, uh, we got sideswiped by a caravan of uh, active participants in the conflict. Um, 
everybody else got more hurt than I did. I think I might have cracked a rib and you know a little mm. blood, but I'm it's not bad. You should you should get yourself checked out at the infirmary. That that's why it's there. Absolutely. I just wanted to report to you first. We have uh, we made some progress. Um, uh, we have her real name. We found out where she stays. We have a pretty good idea what she's up to. Uh, although they're meaningful missing pieces. Um, the main thing is that I've uh, got evidence of her planning to leave uh, at 10 a.m. on this flight from this address. So she's interceptible. The curious thing is that she's actually engaged in a very elaborate theft of antiquities. Um, she and the partner whose address this is are in the process of breaking apart and stealing the fresco of the dome of a 13th century church in D.C. And they have arranged to ship it out on this flight in the morning, uh, which is, it, it seems a very elaborate operation. Mm. Uh, if you want to capture her, that should provide you with everything you need. Um, but the situation outside is, as you know, increasingly perilous. Yeah, I mean, I, what, getting people away from here is going to be difficult, especially with the with the invasion imminent. Uh, we we were under the impression that's why you you've been sent here that you were going to be bringing her in. Well, do you, do you want to handle handle that over to us, and that we we try and do deal with this? Uh, if circumstances are such that um, you don't have the resources in the morning to, uh, well, our concern is that we are a very small team, and that to take apart an ancient dome, transport it through enemy forces get it into a container to be shipped onto this plane which is designed for moving heavy objects we think that they might have 30 or 40 people involved we have an idea of another connection that she might be involved in but we are not going to be able to do anything about that until tomorrow morning in the meantime i understand you had another incident at 1600 hours yeah, and again, it seems like gremlins have crawled into everything around here. Our phones went down, uh, some of the lights burst. We've had reports of more electrical shocks across the across the base. A uh, couple of speakers blowing out. It's again, it's just going crazy to the point where a load of the a load of the bombers. There's two of them that have developed electrical faults in the cockpit. They won't take off, so we've now got teams working pretty much solidly to get them back up and back up and running. Yeah, it's very concerning. I, we have a suspicion that there is something uh, that there's a connection between the number station and these faults, as they occur on the, but in the same timing as the as the initi reinitiation of the broadcast. So I'd like to giving you this information about uh, and the woman's real name is Uzin. Uh, Birchen Uzin, and she was working out of the Dixon Gallery at such and such address. Yeah. Um, so you have all of that in case anything, in case we can't intercept her before then. 
you can see he makes notes about this, so he's not like committing it to memory. He is writing it down. Uh, and I'd like to get patched up and grab as many of the others as I can and get out to the number station and see if we can prevent recurrences because I don't want those planes having short circuits when they're leaving with warheads. No, sure, sure. I mean, if if you don't think there's anything that can realistically be done between now and what, 10 o'clock tomorrow morning, then yeah. I don't see any reason to to prevent you from doing anything on the base. Um but yeah, go go get yourself checked out at the infirmary, and I'll give um, Howland the uh, the heads up to meet you down at the number station because she's been uh, she's been itching to get in there and start doing repairs. So I'll I'll tell her to be ready within the next like half an hour and meet you down there. Yeah, she, if she could even meet us at the infirmary, uh, we could travel together because I'll yeah, be I'll, I'll... with whoever is you know being least. It would be good to travel with her and open it up jointly. Yeah, in which in which case I'll get her to go to the infirmary. So yeah, she should right. be she should arrive shortly after you get seen. Very good, sir. Uh, I don't know what you want to tell Knight about the Uzin situation, but um, you know, I'm sure he's busy enough. Yeah, I'll I'll see what I can do in terms of uh, say sorting out some support for you guys. Very good. Yes, oh, anything. I say, hopefully the situation tomorrow will be a bit uh, a bit easier to get people away, but we'll have to see see how it goes. Yes, if things stabilise in the meantime, it'll be very helpful. Uh, if we can manage things here, that's you won't have you won't be putting out electrical fires. So a little bit. I'll be in touch uh, after we get inside. Thank you. And the others pull up at the infirmary with um, Palmer. Drop, uh, dropping you off, um, he well he gets out actually as well because he took three points. He's going to go in and get himself checked out as well. Uh, you are directed towards in here. Ward two is uh, currently taking uh, taking folks that they've still got a few bays that are left open uh, left open, and they've still got staff that aren't treating immediate uh, immediate wounds. So yeah, there's a uh, there's a nurse on the front desk. Who looks up from evidently reading a magazine behind the uh, behind the desk on the ward uh, the ward front desk? Uh, she looks up at you and says, "Yes, uh, how how can I help?" Oh, right, okay, you're a... we we hit a speed bump a little fast. She not kind of rolls her eyes, but kind of like goes, "Oh, another one." Right, uh, one second, I'll get the doctor to come down, and she pushes a button on intercom. Says, uh, Doctor Monahan, Doctor Monahan, we've got uh, one, two, three, four, five new uh, new walk-ins for you. So, if you'd like to uh, take take a seat, and the uh, the doctor will be down in in a second. You, you can see that further down the uh, down in the corridor, there are uh, various uh, rooms that are put aside, say uh, probably observation rooms or other, maybe even like sleeping rooms, potentially like private bays, rather than it being like an open plan hospital ward. Uh, there are six doors that you can see down there. And as for a few minutes uh, pass, and then a doctor in a nice long coat uh, comes walking, uh, stethoscope kind of tucked into a pocket, comes and looks at the uh, the group of you. <laughs> oh wow, okay, you guys have been beaten up a bit. What uh, what happened? Don't all jump at once. Uh, uh, we were run off the road by a bunch of trucks. We crashed. 
Took uh, a tumble in a ditch. Victor there is the, the worst hurt. The rest of us are, are also hurt, but his wounds are also, mostly just scraped up. Okay. Right. Um, he will t- uh, ask you to come through uh, probably uh, one or two at a time into one of the uh, one of the uh, examination rooms. In fact, takes you into room three. Uh, going past rooms one and two, they are currently occupied. Uh, room one, if you glance in through, because the doors uh, have windows in them, uh, you can see in room one is actually a familiar-ish face. I mean, you saw her when you first landed. Um, the young technician who got uh, zapped by the loudspeaker. So her arms are, her hands and forearms are all bandaged up as she's laying back in in bed. Uh, then room two is the man, that the, at least the description matches what Palmer said is uh, Kenneth Hamilton. Uh, he's also, um, he's got a cast that's been freshly put on his arm. So he's again laying, laying back in the bed. Quite, um, quite, enjoying it to some extent he's uh glad to be in here it seems definitely his body language is implying he'd rather be in here than out there and then you are led into room three and over the course of probably about 15 20 minutes he does a combination of giving you some pain meds uh cleaning up some of the wounds bandaging you uh making uh, given if he thinks there might be some areas that might be taking a bit more uh probing to make sure you've not broken a rib or doing something uh, doing something bad he might uh, trust that up but that gives also time then for Holbrook to arrive and uh, also be seen at the back end of the queue. Uh, rather than do loads of rolls, he will do successful first aid. He is a professional doctor with a lot of experience. Each of you can gain one hit point back. Yeah, you are nice and suitably, suitably bandaged and drugged up to, uh, to varying degrees. Thanks, Doc. Much better. No, 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 no problem. Do you mind, uh, while he's finishing patching up, mind if we step in and have a chat with a couple of your other patients? Well, I mean, he's, he sees the, uh, presumably you've got the uh, military police uh, authorities, because you've gone out in civvies, but you've still got the paperwork and ID that confirms you're that. Um, he goes, uh, yeah, I mean, that's fine. The only... The only person I'd recommend that we've got here that you wouldn't uh, shouldn't go in and see is the patient in room six. But yeah, any, any, anyone in room, any of the ones roomed one and two are definitely fine to go in and have words with. Why is room six off limits? Uh, the, the patient we've got in there is, we're currently, he's currently sedated. He's uh, quite disturbed. Oh. That's not Kenneth Hamilton by chance, is it? No, Hamilton's in room two. This is uh, uh, not Fredericks. Fredericks, yeah, yeah, that's that's the one. Yeah, yeah. Well, what the do you mean by disturbed? Oof, he he does that almost like plumber's thing of God taking in breath through his teeth. I don't know that. I'm not a psychologist, but I would say Ooh. that man has uh, suffered a major, a major shock that something has scared him almost to death. And that when he woke up, something something he might have seen, something that might someone might have said to him has triggered something, and he is just in full-blown panic mode. It's it's almost like trying to watch a uh, a rabbit try and bolt from away from danger, but he can't because he's 
not restrained on the bed, but he was on the he was on the bed, and at least we had like drips lined up to him. He was uh, bandaged up, and yeah, he, he couldn't run anywhere. He just just started screaming, just looking at the window. Was was he coherent? Uh, did he say anything recognizable? Any words? Um, something about make it wanting it to stop, stop them. Um, yeah, he's not exactly coherent, but there were words that definitely sounded like English, but <laughs> didn't make any sense. We didn't know the context. Well, it's because you're, you're treating him. He's, obviously, he was assaulted, so he suffered some sort of trauma, maybe a blow to the head. Yeah, I mean, it looks like there, there is a blow of some kind there, but it looked more like it's when he hit the floor. It's almost as if he'd fallen okay. over and hit so, um, hit his head on the hard surface of the floor. Right. Brain damage, like, maybe, or he was pushed, maybe. But yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't look like he was. Well, nothing obvious to say he was attacked, but it might have been he was thrown down to the ground, and that's what what that's what did it. But well, thank you for patching me up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no problem. Anything for our mil- our military police? You do a you do a fine job. But yeah, if you want to, if you want to head into um, either room one or two, I'll I'll stand and just make sure that uh, everything's everything's going fine. Obviously, I won't tell you how to do your job, but I'll step in in case there's a medical reason to step in. Thank you. Sure. Right, who do you want to go see? I would like to go see that young technician that got uh, zapped. I have a couple questions for. Sure. You're going as a group or dividing and conquering? Um, as for if, you know, we can kind of whisper to one another as we're going along. I just say, you know, the. I, I wonder if the Fre- Frederick Stone saw something that his mind couldn't wrap itself around. Well, keep in mind what Stan and I saw too. If there's another layer of something that he's able to see right now that we can't, I'm worried that we may find that the other two have had a similar shock. I'm I'm wondering what the doctor meant about he's afraid to look out the window. That, uh, that does like make you say, me wonder with can the, he, uh, the, can he the some, agents see that... something? You've also got an, a man, an old man who turns invisible. Yep. Well, or teleports. Or, or bleeds into our universe from another universe. If what? he did he have it. a musical instrument. If we're going with the theory that the music has something to do with this, that would explain maybe he has the ability to go and this noise causes some sort of jaw breach in reality. Perhaps. In which case, that would explain perhaps some of the weird power fluctuations at that time and also, where the heck musicians are disappearing to? <laughs> you think or the, magi- 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 or the magician, the musician, 
didn't walk into the room and quickly pull out his thing and start playing it. Uh, did you hear any music before you went in there? I don't know that I was listening for it. It may mm. just be a whistle, a tune. He he was an old guy. He, who knows how refined he's got it. I, I didn't hear any music, but that doesn't mean he didn't play any. I need to go and rest a little bit because my head is spinning from the, the crash. You guys go to, well, I'll, I'll stick around. You guys talk, but I'm still pulling my, my thoughts together. You're going to stand out in the corridor while they go inside. Yeah. I'll talk to the doctor. Hmm. Okay. I'm a scientist. I'll just talk to him about what are the new modern marvels of the medical industry? He's still cutting people's heads open and drilling holes in their skulls <laughs> to let out the bad spirits. Now, you, you, you get talking to him and kind of actually get a few anecdotes from him. Say, so, uh, Dr. Terence Monaghan uh, is in his late 50s. Uh, says he, you got to get it from me, that he saw service in World War II so that he was kind of a combat medic at that uh, at that point in time. Even in the the relatively short period since the uh, the Second World War, there have been quite a few advances in medical uh, medical science. So he quite happily regales you about some of the uh, the new things that they've been able to invest in new equipment they've got, the, the hospital and the infirmary here. And generally, he seems like a quite nice guy. And it's quite easy to engage in conversation, so he doesn't notice anything that you are doing and saying in uh, in the rooms that you go into. I can be affable when I want to. <laughs> so, uh, so Gerald's expressed a preference to go to room one and have a word with the uh, the technician. Is everyone going all together? I say, and you go. Uh, so he he's going in there, and the others are going into room two. How do you want to to play it? I'll tag along with Gerald because I'm also uh, a technician. You do half and half, or well. yeah, and I'm staying with the doctor. Okay, so Victor and Gerald are going in room one. Uh, Carl and Stan are going in room two, and then Doctor Wraith outside keeping the doctor busy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so we'll do room one then. So uh, Gerald and Victor walk in. Uh, which case the uh, the young lady on the um, on the bed? She's in her mid mid thirties. Uh, she's lying there fairly comfortably, but when she uh, kind of turns her head to uh, to see you come in, um, you can see the movement evidently causes her genuine uh, discomfort and pain. So she winces, but tries to tries to give a good poker face and like, oh no, no this isn't hurting me, honest. But you can see it is. You don't have to shuffle around on our account. Uh, this shouldn't take long miss uh kind of looking for her name on yeah there's her name the, on anything yeah the plate uh the uh chart at the bottom of the bed and uh not implies uh states that she is corporal victoria fanshaw uh sorry corporal uh uh big shot did you say fanshaw fanshaw mm -hmm. yeah she uh she nods and says yeah uh thank thanks it's uh it's a bit painful here they've got me dosed up on some uh, on some of the good stuff but I, to be fair i could i i wish they'd have given me a bit more it's still quite painful can you walk us through what happened up on that roof well i've i've been running through that thought for for a while trying to think what i could have possibly done wrong i mean uh, she holds up her hands of bandaged hands and forearms 
I've got all the signs of having almost grabbed a high tension uh, pylon. Like I touched a massive electrical current. That stuff doesn't run through a loudspeaker. There's not enough. There's not enough juice pumping through that thing. So I'm wondering maybe I touched a, a live wire elsewhere. But even so, it it just doesn't make sense. I I just do not understand what's what's going on here. And I'm not the only one that's been brought in. I've heard stories of the others being rushed in here with similar kind of burns and shocks from from stuff happening all over the base. That's what we're looking into. Um, did you hear anything uh, up on the roof? See anything that at the moment struck you as looking back is interesting? She she shakes her head. Um, honestly, I was so focused on getting the getting the loudspeaker trying to get the trying to get it fixed and get it working again that when when it happened, I just I didn't hear and see anything other than zap and being thrown backwards. You can see there's quite a genuinely apologetic look on her face that she really just does not understand what has happened. No, that's perfectly fine. Um, you were working on this loudspeaker just out of curiosity. What was wrong with it? Well, he'd been intermittently giving uh, giving sounds over about an hour or so beforehand. So my job was to go up there and basically make sure either the thing's working or at least cut the uh, cut the power to it because they didn't want it being such a distraction, just constantly beeping and, and so on. But it, it was faulty, but like I say, it just doesn't make any sense. It was just beeping? No other sounds? Uh, beeps, squeaks, but nothing, nothing coherent, at least. Well, that wasn't sounding like it was picking up music for anywhere or anything like that. Um, it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't a voice, it wasn't an alarm klaxon. It just, again, it just didn't make sense. It sounded like electrical interference, to be to be fair. And that's just been going on this morning. This is not some... Well, oh, and, and yeah. from what I hear, it's been going on through the night as well. Right. Or at least, well, the, the latter half of the night. Right. There's been reports of weird weird shit, or sorry, weird stuff happening across... Uh, she kind of corrects herself as the, or the, the senior authority here. Yeah, uh, weird stuff happening across the base. And simultaneously, about that time, you've got uh, Holbrook and Gursky going into room two. So you have uh, the, uh, the wonderful Mister or oh, Aircraftman Hamilton that's uh, sat in his bed with his uh, arm in a uh, sling, or well, not a sling, a cast. Uh, looks over to you as you come in and says, "Oh, um, sorry, uh, sorry, sirs, I, I, mind, I can't really get up that easily. Do you mind if I?" Uh... Yeah, understood, soldier. Perfectly all right. Don't worry about it. He relaxes a bit on the bed. So, oh, oh, how, how can I help? It's not often we got the the MPs come down here. Uh, it's, it's a funny matter. Uh, the recent spate of injuries, uh, we're trying to investigate what sort of uh, connective tissue they have, if you will. Uh, you haven't had an injury in some time, correct? Correct. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty careful. It was just... Uh... I, I I got spooked. I uh, it would come across of all things. I was going through a uh, going through one of the tool sheds. Uh, just stupid thing. Just a snake ran out in front of me and reared up, hissed. I turned and ran and straight into a straight into a Land Rover. Mm. Huh. Uh, 
And you were, uh, I'm sorry, precisely where was the shed? Because we've had other curious incidents with storage, surprisingly. Yeah, he gives you the location. It's about uh, kind of the equivalent of a block down from the one where you saw something weird happening. Uh, you both can give me psychology roles, though, when he's, uh, when he's saying about this. Hmm. Ooh, uh, that is a, a hard success. Regular, but... You are pretty sure that he is, he's been accurate and truthful in most of what he's saying, but this whole thing about a snake, you're not buying it. Something like, else happened to him. This, this is just like a cover story that he's like, uh, just made up on the spot. Listen, I promise you that you will not get in trouble, but we need to know exactly what happened so we can get down to the bottom of this and nobody else gets hurt. Tell, me what, tell us what really happened. You can always see the, uh, the beads of sweat start to run down his forehead. Uh, you can give me a persuade roll to try and coax it out of him. Ooh. You should understand, young man, that other people have been frightened into greater injuries than you have had Ooh. in the last 24 hours or so. That is a failure, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm. Uh, can I? Yeah, you can continue that can... conversation and try bonus die because my first roll was crap. <laughs> <laughs> You're kind of tag teaming, so I'd say yeah, you can get a bonus die for the for the kind of twin effort. And that is going to work then. Thirty-three for thirty-five. Eat it out. Okay. Yeah, he looks say say sweat going down his fur, going down his forehead, and just looks kind of at you two, kind of at the door to make sure no one else is listening in, and just. You can see he's nervous. I just this. I don't want to get anyone coming with a, some kind of recommendation for a psych evaluation because. No, no. Mm -hmm. Go, go ahead. Not a section eight situation, lad, at all. Keep it's, just. It's a, mum's the word. Just tell us. The only way I can put it is, I thought I saw a ghost. There was this. Uh, so I went into the tool shed because I thought I saw someone uh, going in there, that, or not even someone going in there. I thought I heard someone playing music in in the shed, and so <laughs> I went in there and found this this old guy. Hello. Um, uh, long. Um, based the way he describes it, it's the old guy that you've previously seen. Uh, long coat, this big string instrument that kind of looked a bit like a cello, but not quite. Um, he was playing uh, playing music. I tried to give chase to him, basically saying, hey, what the hell are you doing in here? He literally picked up his instrument and walked through the fucking wall. And it, it, I, I, I'm not making this up. I, I literally saw him get this thing and walk with this instrument going straight through a wall. Which wall? And that's uh, just one of the exterior walls. There wasn't a door there. He just literally passed through solid matter. And that and, it, honestly, it freaked me the fuck out. I just, I just ran out of there, and that's when I ran straight into the, into the car. And I thought people are going to think I'm either some kind of sissy or some kind of uh, that something's wrong with me in the head. And that's why I came up with the story about the snake because I, I knew people wouldn't believe me. Uh, well, lad, we believe you. Uh, you're not the only one. Uh, I think you're right to keep mum. There's no reason we we're investigating this independently. Uh, we have corroborating evidence. Mm -hmm. uh, I understand that there have been snakes in the base before, and there's no reason for your to, you know, we don't want, I agree, your record could be endangered by those who don't understand if we can't resolve this quickly and satisfactorily. Um, and as long as we have the exact location of the shed that you were in, because we have another shed within walking distance of that, 
I'd like to, I think there's a series of tunnels or some other nefarious matter going on. Uh, yep. We'll resolve this. Gotcha. Yeah. He, he goes into quite detail about which shed it was. Okay. And meanwhile, outside is our last little bit to, uh, to wrap up for this evening. Dr. Wraith, give me a listen check. Oh, 37, 37 is, oh, I'll spend, mm -hmm. 17, I'll spend 17. Okay. Yes. Um, in which case then, as you're talking with, uh, say the good uh, the good other doctor the medical doctor outside dr monaghan you think you hear something off down um, room four which as far as you're aware the only rooms that are being used at the minute in the um, in the ward are room six one and two so there shouldn't be anyone as far as you're aware in room four but you can hear a familiar sound coming from in there mm -hmm. the sound of the lincolnshire poacher but it's not the radio broadcast someone's playing it on a flute so one of your patients plays the flute. I'm going to walk in that direction. Okay. the um, The doctor kind of looks at you a bit quizzically. Uh, what What are you What are you saying? Well, the music. And I'm I'm walking away from him towards. Okay. He, he starts following. He's a little way behind you, looking somewhat quizzically. But you can see he kind of cocks his ear in that direction and says, "Yeah, what? Where Where the blaze is that coming from?" And you get to the door to room four. And you... and as I as I get to the door and I put my my hand on the, the handle, mm -hmm. I'll look back at the doctor and say, hopefully it's not the Pied Piper. And I'll open up the door and I'll look inside. Okay. Uh, first of all, give me a sanity check. 15. Am I seeing enough? That's yeah. good. Uh, that would have been a D10 on a fail. So that's only one point then uh, for a pass. And follow up with a spot hidden roll. At 91, so I don't see anything. In which case, there is sometimes that you are remain blissfully ignorant. Uh, what you see in front of you as you open the door, the bed in the middle of the room has been pushed to one side and stood in its part, stood in its wake, is this amorphous blob of something that writhes with various tendrils and tentacles coming off it it almost has an almost frog-like appearance but it changes and shifts in front of your eyes these strands come out in front from the side of it and up from below holding what seems to be a golden flute which it's got in uh, jammed into what could be some kind of mouth almost a reptilian or toad-like face uh, blowing on this thing playing the lincolnshire poacher th uh, theme with these say tentacle things holding the flute Beyond it, the square window that you see on the far side of the room, you think should show the outside world, you see that it extends off almost into infinity, that there is another room behind that with another square window with another room behind that. And this cacophony of music coming from a hundred, a thousand, a million other things playing this, uh, playing this tune that goes off into infinity. But thankfully, from the angle you're at, you can't see who or what is playing in the next room. And we will leave it there for tonight. What a place to end it.
remember exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> Quickly close the door and go and look at the doctor and go, nope, nothing in here. <laughs> Our players included David Gasway, Alex Sun, Nathan Decker, John Despasas, and myself with Matthew Sanderson as the keeper of the secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with other members, you can set up private games, you can learn the fine arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you would like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answer any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.